because this is real evil. Like it's evil. This thing is evil. That practice is evil. There are really people going to like demon church. We have Jesus church. There's really people out here doing this demonic stuff. And do you know what he did next? Oh, I get chills. He showed me, he said, she means the same things that you're practicing with your like quote unquote angel cards, your quote unquote manifestation universe stuff. I didn't think it was, I thought it was harmless. He said that stuff is the same manner of evil. Oh, it convicted me. Has Jesus transformed your life? If he has, then I want to share your story. My name is Kelly and I'm a new Christian who has been through a full heart change recently since I truly accepted the gospel. A huge part of my faith transformation was hearing others' testimonies. Now here I am, ready to share yours and keep the good news spreading. On this podcast, I will read your submitted stories and have you on to share them yourself. My goal is to give back in hopes it helps others grow in their faith. Welcome to Tell Me Your Testimony. Today's episode is the part two of Jamisa's testimony, and she is going to be talking about how her life is constantly going up and down, and she will explain what that means, and also going into how she found her husband and how she came to understand what the gospel was and how the gospel, the true gospel, really changed her immediately and what that sanctification process looked like for her and what she's doing now. And it's so cool because we have a lot of similarities in our testimony and it just makes me excited knowing that, hey, there is someone else out there who had a similar journey to mine. That just gives me hope to know that anyone listening, if there's a testimony on here, there's going to be someone else who can maybe relate to that in some way. And that's just really comforting to know that you're not alone. So I want to emphasize that. And today's episode does touch on some medical emergencies and new age practices. So if those topics are hard for you to listen, then I would skip this episode. This episode and many others are starting to go onto YouTube now. So I will have the link to subscribe in the show notes. So if you want to actually watch our interview, that will be up. It will be up later than normal because it does take me longer to edit those types of things. But I do have other episodes on there as the live conversation, if that's something you're interested in. And with all that said, let's get into the episode. Here is Jamise. So let's fast forward. I leave North Carolina because I'm like, this place is, I'm out of here. <laughs> this place is getting to, the heat's getting too much here. Like it's, things are getting too weird. When things get too weird, I would leave. <laughs> so like I come back home. <laughs> I know my story's like, woo, that's how my life was. I hope like you're tracking, like my life was up and down and just ugh, a mess. So I come back home trying to sort myself out, you know, God has delivered me, he's delivered me, and I want to know Jesus, but I can't reach him. So instead, I'm doing all this new age spirituality, I'm doing all this other stuff, um, trying to find some vein of, of hope. Try, I'm trying to reach God, I just didn't know how to do it. Meanwhile, I'm still carrying this Bible around, but so I'm not going to like throw my Bible away. I'm not going to do that, right? But I'm not going to open it either. That's where I'm at. 
So what happened? Let's fast forward to like the climactic point. What happened was this. I met my husband. I met my husband. I've been crying out to God again for like the thousandth time because some guy that I'm, some guy, I'm not even dating this guy. He, uh, I was helping this guy with like some kind of research project and he like got the idea that he could give handsy. And I'm like, get out of my space right now. And it horrified me. I was so horrified by this. And I'm like, I cannot believe this happened again. I'm maybe, I don't know. I'm guessing maybe I was 26, maybe, I don't know. But I'm horrified. I'm like, I cannot believe this happened again. It's just like my whole life story looking back is like how many guys can hurt Janice? How many times can I fall into the same pit? How many times? Just, I cannot believe this happening. And so I'm, I go to my bathroom and I'm just on the bathroom floor and I'm like crying out to God, God, I can't do this. I cannot do this again. I can't do this. Help, help, help. He has always answered those prayers. Always. He's always answered when I cry out for help. How he answered it in that time was, I had this friend who, uh, she kept trying to get me to try online dating. And I'm like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> I'm not going to do an online dating. Like, no, it's weird. But anyways, this happens. I'm like, okay, I got my heart broken again. And I decide to uh, to make this online dating app uh, profile. And long story short, it's like the first guy that I go on a date with. I'm married to him now. <laughs> and he's great. He's great. Like, he, this guy is such a blessing. My husband is incredible. He's just, he's a blessing in my life. We get married. We have kids. And this is the point. So my, my daughter, we have our first daughter. The next day after her first birthday, I'm in an ambulance going to a children's hospital three hours away because they're telling me my daughter has a brain tumor that needs to be operated on emergently. So if you can imagine those listening to her parents, looking at your child, 12 months, she had just turned one, looking at your child and they're saying that they have to cut her skull open to get this tumor out. Oh, it broke me. And in that moment, it was in those moments, because I'm still untangling, like, so like, yeah, I'm sober at this point, but I'm still untangling, like, the, the, the spirituality stuff. I'm still untangling the new age beliefs. I'm still untangling all this weird stuff. I'm still untangling, like, the manifestation and universe stuff that, you know, I'm still untangling that. When they told me this, I'm sitting in this hospital with my, uh, my husband went and my mother went. I was there, obviously, and we lived in that hospital for like 10 days. I lived in the hospital. I didn't leave my baby's bed. But it was in those days that the presence of God rushed in and like took all of that false stuff off. And I realized, I said, there is nothing in the world that's going to save me, save my baby, except for holy God, except for Jesus. I knew enough about Jesus to know that he was the healer. I knew enough about Jesus to know that he loves me. And I knew at that point that wasn't no universe going to answer my prayers. Okay. None of this fake stuff was going to answer me. None of this fake stuff was going to help me. There was no medium reading. There was no psychic reading. There was no, all of that. It was like instantly, it was like a light switch went on. And I know today that God will use whatever it takes. He will even use something as like horrible as a medical emergency, because that's how much he loves us. That is how desperately he wants us all to wake up and walk in our place in the kingdom.
You know what I'm saying? So he used that experience. It changed me forever. The beautiful thing is like in that time, he gave me a Bible verse. And this is a verse that I had never heard before because mind you, I had not cracked open my Bible. He gave me this verse and I'm going to read it out of Mark 34. He said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Oh, with that verse washed over my spirit, because I'm looking at my baby. She's in this like hospital bed, which is, looks like a cage for little infants, you know? I can't, she can't, she's got all these tubes pouring out of everywhere. And in that moment, I knew that he was telling me that he was going to heal my daughter. So that was almost three years ago. And today I can say, that she, you would never know that she ever went through any of that. You would never know. They removed 100% of the tumor. It was not cancerous. They said the on the medical side, they say that um, it's, it's likely like the percentage of it coming back is almost impossible at this point. I know because the Lord told me it's not coming back. He gave me that Bible verse and it changed my life. Now, <laughs> Mind you, I'm still doing this pattern of push and pull. He began to awaken me to the fact that, yes, Jesus is there. Jesus is real. Holy Spirit. But I didn't understand it all still. So I still had some of these false beliefs to take off. I still had some of these practices I was doing to take off. And what he, what he used was the pandemic times. So I went through that tumor experience, pregnant with my second daughter. Like people didn't know. So I got my one-year-old in a hospital bed. And I have this baby in my belly. He used that experience to really change change our, our whole lives. My daughter comes out of the hospital and I end up having my second baby, February. I want to say within weeks after that, the pandemic like blew up, right? Because I remember my husband, I get, had given birth and he's telling me that he's having to wear a mask to get in and out of the hospital. I'm like, what are you talking about? Because I'm stuck in the in the in the hospital room, I didn't realize that like the pandemic stuff was real, it was happening. And so God ended up using that period of time when we were stuck in the house to like say, listen, I have taken off this false belief, that false belief, but come on now, girl, we gotta get you together. And so when I was sitting in the house, I was crying out again, just crying out to God. Like why, for me this time it was, you know, I had gone through postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, because I just had my baby. I'm like, it was awful. I know so many women have gone through it, so I don't have to really explain that, but I had gone through postpartum depression. Post, I was probably still dealing with it, let's be honestly. And I was crying out to God, like, why is the world like this? Like, why is depression? Why, why this anxiety? All of the civil unrest happening during that time when the pandemic first started, police brutality, all this and that. I'm crying out to God, like, what? I've brought two babies into this world. I'm crying out, God, answer me. Why is this world so evil? Like, because at this point, I'm recognizing it's the issue of good versus evil. It's not an issue of like, you know, it was a good, it's an issue of good versus evil. And so it's like the Lord used that time and everything I've been through to sort of show me the truth. And so I say that, you know, some people get it from, some people get it by coming through the front door, they walk into the church, they sit down and hear a sermon and they're saved, hallelujah. But for me, I got it through the back door because I'm asking, why is this world so evil? And so it's like, he showed me the Holy Spirit sitting on my living room couch. It's like, he showed me, he started showing me, like he would lead me to these different videos and different articles and like showing me, 
just this corruption, this evil of showing me that there are actually like, there's like demons. He showed me this. Like he said, you're asking. I know now when we ask for wisdom, he will, he'll give it to us. This is why, because this is real evil. Like it's evil. This thing is evil. That practice is evil. There are really people going to like demon church. We have Jesus church. There's really people out here doing this demonic stuff. And do you know what he did next? Oh, I get chills. He showed me, he said, she means the same things that you're practicing with your like quote unquote angel cards, your quote unquote manifestation universe stuff. I didn't think it was, I thought it was harmless. He said, that stuff is the same manner of evil. Oh, it convicted me. And people don't understand how can Jesus talk to you on your living? Like, girl, <laughs> it happens all over the world. All over the world, people are waking up. People are hearing Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit. Come on. The Lord came upon me. I can't, it's like my atmosphere changed and he showed me and I'm just sitting on my couch. He's taken me through a process and he told me, he said, Janice, like he's speaking in my spirit, right? He's telling me in my spirit. He said, Janice, I, I'm crying out to God. I say, okay, I know. Like I repent, I repent, I repent. That's what he told me it was a phrase I'll never forget. He said, turn away completely. That was it. Turn away completely repent, turn away completely. And that just, oh, bore it down in my soul. And I repented. I started throwing my stuff away that he, you know, wanted me to throw away and my life changed. The next thing that was weird for me, I'm like, okay, like, because I was crying out when I realized that the world was so evil. I'm like, I know that the solution for evil is Jesus. No other religion has a solution for evil. Only the Bible talks about it. Only the Bible talks about the devil. Only the Bible talks about Satan. And at this point, I understand, like, it's not coincidence. Like, this is straight up evil. Because at the time they were talking about, it was whenever all the human trafficking was like real blowing up on social media, all of this stuff coming out the woodworks. And like, oh, I was sick about it. I got two babies. I was sick about it. And so God had to work on me. He had to work on me and show me, okay, this is evil. But guess what? The stuff you are doing is evil. I don't like that either. Repent. And it was personal. He wasn't, he came with such gentleness. He came with such gentleness and love when he spoke this to me in my spirit. And he said, um, at this time, I'm like, you know, I'm having trouble reaching Jesus my whole life. I'm having trouble. I'll pray to God. But it was like, I knew that I needed Jesus. The scriptures tell us you can't reach the father except through Jesus. You need Jesus. And I heard him tell me in my spirit, he said, Janice, he said, you have been carrying around this Bible for your whole life. Read it. He said, there is a whole book about me. <laughs> and I said, it just dawned on me, you know? And so I, what do I do? I pick up my Bible and st I start reading. Now, the, I've got a baby at this point. So I got two babies, you know, a newborn, because this is, this happened right when the pandemic started. And so what I did was I, um, I went on my phone, I picked up the Bible app and I let the Bible read itself to me. The Lord gave me, it was the Holy Spirit. He gave me what to do. It was like, okay, I'm in this. I'm hearing God, God speaking. What do you want me to do, God? And so he told me specifically for me, what he told me to do. He said, read the first five books of the Bible so you can understand what, how this world came to be. Read the first five books. I didn't know that that's called the Torah. He said, read the first five books. Then he said, go read the book of Matthew so I could experience Jesus that way in the New Testament. So I did that. I read. The, I went back and read the Old Testament, went, went back and read the New Testament. I've been in some form of reading the Bible 
cover to cover ever since because in my reading, my whole life changed. Uh, it began to work on me. It began to work on me. I say in my reading, but a lot of that time was with my earbuds in. I let the Bible read itself to me using the new version Bible app. I recommend it. It's got just all the translations that you could want on there. And I found a translation that made sense. Growing up, I only ever read the King James version of the Bible. It did not make sense to me. And maybe in part, that's why I didn't gravitate towards it. But we are living in the day where like, you don't have to read only the King James version. If that's the translation you like, it's a beautiful and poetic translation. It's it's great. But if we, I believe that the Lord wants us to know his word. And so if we need a different translation. You know, I know for me now, what I do, I like to like compare. So I was reading and I'm like, what in the world does that mean? And I would hear the Holy Spirit say, look it up and you know, go, go look it up on a different translation. So when I would read something in the Bible that it makes sense, I would ask myself, okay, well, what's another way of saying that? And I would come, you know, look it up in different translations. And um, over time, like it began to change my life. And I got the gospel that way. I got the gospel listening to, uh, I got the gospel listening to an audio book of the Bible on my phone, you know? <laughs> and uh, so it's, been, it's just been this wonderful journey. I've watched Jesus transform my life completely. He has healed me. Um, how gracious is he? I look back and I see how, good and kind he is because I did not know him, yet he still saved me again and again and again and again and again. I would cry out and he still showed up for me, even though I treated him like an option rather than my savior. And so now I'm just like so sold out for Jesus to the point where I know people around me who don't know him, they probably think I'm crazy. And like, that's fine. And I say, I am crazy. I'm crazy for Jesus. I am because I want everybody to, to know, you know, he has transformed the way that I parent. You know, I used to be so, you know, those pregnancy hormones after you have a baby and your body's all regulating out. I went through this period of, and now I think it was really the postpartum anxiety. I would get really mad. I would get really anxious. He just took that. He just took it. You know, I didn't have to go to therapy for three months. He just healed me of it. He has just taken so much and transformed so much. I'm a better mom. I'm a better wife. Uh, the beautiful, the beautiful thing is this that I'll share for hope for those of us in, in marriage. You know, my husband, uh, he did not identify as Christian when we first dated. And to me, you know, back then I you know, I was lost. I didn't know better. You know, today I would tell I would tell my daughters, find someone that you're equally yoked with, your your life, you know, be equally yoked with, you know, it matters. It does matter that it's the person that you end up with that you're walking together towards Jesus. But what the Lord did for me was he changed, as he was changing me, there's a Bible verse about the, the unsaved spouse can be sanctified. First Corinthians seven fourteen says, for the unbelieving husband has been sanctified through his wife and the unbelieving wife has been sanctified through her believing husband. Otherwise your children would be unclean, but as it is, they are holy. I began seeing the Lord work that out of my life because I got the change first. Jesus started changing me. I started, my husband thought I was nuts. I was tossing all this stuff out of the house. I'm like, this has to go, that has to go. No, this has to go. We're burning that up, you know? I'm getting rid of all of this stuff, all of this new agey stuff. Like, this has to go, this book has to go. He's like watching, <laughs> he's watching stuff fly out of the house. <laughs> he's like, what are you gonna do? Just throw the whole house in the trash can. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm like, if I have to do it, if I have to do it, I will. But no, it's like the Lord was showing me what needed to go. And I didn't know that was called sanctification because he came in and he he moved into my house. Like my body is a temple right, for the Holy Spirit now. But my house is the place I live and the Lord. I know the Lord cares about what's in our homes. So he started sanctifying the house as well. And so my husband, he he got the benefit of that because, like I said, we weren't going to church together when we met. But today, it's like we go to church. Uh, most every Sunday that my husband isn't working. Sometimes he works on the weekend, but he goes to church. He volunteers in the children's nursery. My kids go to church. That's the transformation across the board for us all because I receive the gospel. I just want to share this hope because it's like, it's about us and it's not. The gospel is like, it's, it's about us and it's not. We receive the gospel. We receive Jesus. We walk in righteousness with the Lord and it changes our life completely, right? but it'll change the lives of everyone around us too. Just don't ever feel like, don't ever, don't ever lose hope. Don't ever, ever, ever lose hope because I have, if God can change me, like he can change anybody. And that's my testimony. Thank you so much, Jimmy, for sharing. We did have a lot of similarities. <laughs> there was like, even how you met your husband <laughs> online <Yeah>. and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I'm, and then, and now that you're, I think you mentioned it on your podcast where you were saying it was the opposite, where my husband was the one that was really getting plugged into his men's group. And he's the one that called me out on my faith. And me seeing his behavior too kind of got things moving as well. It was one of those other pieces that came in there for uh -huh. me. So just like, yeah, just a note to, to those who are in a marriage where it's, it's not, you know, one, one's faith is not as strong as the other or even existing. Uh, there is definitely hope for that. And just the way that you live out your life, just being that light, showing them that there is real transformation that the Holy Spirit does within you. And that's not from this world. It's not from stones. It's not from crystals. It's not from the universe or anything like that. It is only from Jesus. And that in itself and the way that it transforms families is such an amazing thing. And I see it in my family too. And it's so, so it blows your mind. You know, you're just like, wow, just in awe of how amazing he is and that we're living out for his purpose now. And I was totally like you too, like in middle school, just constantly following whatever has been put in front of me, you know, just having no sense of identity and trying to fit in with everybody and just feeling so lost. And that really was my drive throughout my life really is just like trying to cling on to the next thing that maybe feels good or that maybe validates me as a person and every single thing has disappointed me and let me down in that way and I know like it breaks my heart now seeing people who were like me in that way you know just just constantly chasing and then just feeling empty and broken and I'm just like no Jesus this is he's the one that does this for you you know yes. So I, I really appreciate your story and, and all the detail and everything you went on. And, and yeah, it just makes me smile, like how you were saying that like, we have very similar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I had to laugh. I I'm serious. I had to laugh. I'm like, God, you are funny. You have a sense of humor because uh because of that similarity. And I think sometimes like we think we're the only ones who have experienced a thing, yeah. you know, and we don't even realize that we need to hear someone say no. I I went through that too. <laughs> yeah. Yep. They're out there for sure. Yeah. 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 Your testimony definitely it gives me hope. It of course, just, you know, me, me knowing about what you're doing now. And man, every time I hear testimonies, I just, it just makes my day even brighter, you know? Yeah, <laughs> and, I definitely uh, know. <laughs> I'm sure you're feeling the same way. And so, uh, Janice, do you have any, I know you mentioned some scripture, but do you have anything that just really calls out to you that you'd like to share? Yeah, um, I do. I love the scriptures. I have found that anything I'm going through, it is in the Bible. Um, And one of the scriptures that I cling to is from Isaiah 41, 10. And it says in the New King James Version, says, fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And that verse for me, it just knocks every fear out of the water. Mm. It knocks every doubt. Anytime I sense that the enemy is trying to come at me with lies, I, uh -uh, I throw that scripture out. The Lord is with me. He is my God. He will strengthen me. Yes, he will help me. I just turn it into a prayer. You know, yes, yeah. he will uphold me with his righteous right hand. And so that verse is one that I especially cling to in those moments when life is feeling, you know, kind of uncertain or fear may come up. And especially as a, a mother, you know, I've got young kids and, you know, just being a mom, I don't think that it ever goes away. They could be 30 or 40. And I may still be concerned for my kids, you know, and I can just sort of rely on that, that scripture, rely on that verse and remember that I don't have any reason to fear because God's with me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love that you, you were not shy about talking about spiritual warfare. Cause that's something that I didn't know what that was either for many, many years. And right after I was like, actually, you know, saved my husband told me was like hey you need to know that this stuff happens especially mm-hmm. since you're new yeah. um and yeah it, it does happen and and now it's kind of like you recognize it mm-hmm. and you're just like nope <laughs> jesus gonna answer that door for me because uh, i'm not <laughs> i'm not gonna you know it, it's definitely a, a struggle every day for that. And I, I like to turn to Ephesians six for that with the full armor of God, but yeah, it's something that I, I don't think a lot of people maybe know or realize, and it's definitely real. It happens to me all the time and I'm sure it happens to you all the time. And it's just that we're not, we're not battling against each other, flesh and blood. It's about, you know, the spiritual battles and that's so true. And it never made sense to me before. And now it's like, Oh, okay. I get that now. That makes sense. And, (laughs) and the other similarity that I didn't know about was that you received the gospel the same way I did (laughs) by listening to the Bible app with your AirPods. Cause I was also busy with kids and I literally could not sit down to read and I still really don't have time to sit down and read stuff, but yeah, just listening to that. And it's, it's such a, it's another, just such a cool similarity that, isn't it? Yeah. 
Because, <laughs> you know, I've not heard many people share share it. And um, something that I always like to say, because I didn't know that people kind of had this thought running through their heads. I've heard people say that it's cheating if you read it or if you listen, if you just listen to it. I'm like, no, girl, that oh. is the enemy. That's a lie. OK, because faith comes by hearing and hearing by yep. the word of God. So <laughs> guess what? <laughs> you pop those earbuds in. And uh, oh, I was just, I'm just so grateful to like live in the times where we have that technology. We can use it that way. Yes. Know? Yes. I love that. I didn't know that. And I was just like, oh, yay. Someone else too. Isn't it funny? Because, you know, I mean, I, you, you know, I mean, I had a baby. I was, I had this newborn and there just wasn't a way that I was going right. to be able to feed the baby and like get all the stuff done, you know, but it was so important to me. So I would just pop those earbuds in and, and, uh, let the Bible cruise and like listen and yeah um, and even in when I was driving sometimes I would let it play um in the vehicle and and I got through the whole Bible that way wow that's awesome are you um are you able to read it now or are you still listening to it I or do kind both. Of both both yeah same I, I do mm-hmm. both yeah I um what I do now with my physical Bible is I um I'm not huge on like highlighting, but now I will use my physical Bible and like I'll highlight certain verses. So I've got the promises that I run across. Like if I'm reading or even if I'm like listening and I hear a promise, God told me a promise, one of his promises, mm-hmm. I'll highlight that in purple. So as I'm like, you know, thumbing through, it jumps out to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. I'm still learning all that. I have a physical Bible too that I'm just trying to get in there and highlight. Realize, and, yeah. yeah, exactly. But um. I lo- I do love and appreciate the different opportunities that we have. And, and honestly, it's such a gift to have the Bible. Like oh, yeah. I never take it for granted now. Like I, I know that there's, you know, so many people in different countries that it's illegal and, you know, they can't be seen with it, but I just like treasure it now. And- oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There's so much I treasure now. And yeah. Um, yeah. even just the fact that like, I can see it now. Like God is so good. Yeah. it's almost like from I'll just talk about myself like I was acting like a bratty <laughs> teenager as you know what I mean and yeah. like being so defiant so rebellious but he still poured out his blessings on me yes. and still made it available to have access to a bible I can even just read it on my phone now you know yeah it's and so I easy. do not take it for granted I don't take it for granted <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to ask you real quick to share any final thoughts. And then, like I mentioned in the beginning that you are, you have a podcast that's basically the same as mine in many, many ways. You're just, the heart is just to share testimonies. I know you're specific for women and I know my audience is mainly women too. So if you could, um, share any final thoughts and then where people can find and listen to your podcast and participate as well. I guess final thought is that none of us is too far from God, not a single one of us. Mm -hmm. Um, there's another verse that I love, uh, just explaining that it's the parable, I believe. I believe it's a parable where Jesus is explaining that um, he will go back for that one lost sheep. He will not lose, not even one of us. Just remember that whether it's like maybe someone in your life that you are praying about, or even just remembering yourself, or even if you're just thinking, man, I have just been so terrible. None of us is too far gone um, yeah. because I'm not unique or special. I, I'm 
equally as loved by the Lord as every one of his children, and he will not lose a single one of us. So that is a big final thought just to drive that point home. And how to find me, yes. So I, um, so you can find my work at JanisLachelle.com and that you can go to that website and I'll have all the different ways to, you know, work with me. I do some online uh, coaching. Like I said, my background is in trauma therapy. So I uh, work with women from time to time, you know, that the Lord, he sent them to me. <laughs> and uh, so you can go to that website, J-E-M-E-S-E-L-A-C-H-E-L.com. And that'll have uh, all the different ways to find my work. Um, I'm on Instagram by the same handle, Actionies the Shell. And uh, yes, I have a podcast called A New Creation Podcast. On that podcast, just doing similar work, sharing uh, women's stories. I do a little bit of teaching on there. And uh, you can find that by going to a anewcreationpodcast.com. I'm also on all the, you know, the major platforms with that. So <laughs> awesome. I'll have everything listed in the show notes if you're listening or and if you're watching on YouTube, I will leave that in the description. So it'll be easy to find her and uh, see what she's doing. But thank you so much. It was a pleasure to have you on and I'm sure we'll talk more and yeah. throughout this whole journey, helping each other out with Yes. the podcast stuff and behind the <laughs> scenes and all that madness, you know? Um, yeah. but yeah, thank you so much for sharing. I really appreciate your time and, and your passion for what you're doing now is just, just really love it. So thank you so much to me. Thank you. It's been a blessing. With this podcast, I also want to make sure that everyone listening hears the gospel. So if you're listening and you've heard the gospel, but you're not really sure what it means, you've grown up in church and you've heard it preached, but the words kind of just go in one ear and out the other, and you haven't really experienced a true change or have a heart for Jesus. So I want to give you a summary of what the gospel is. The gospel means good news. And yeah, it is definitely good news, and here's why. God created man in his image. He made us to worship and to be in full relationship with him. Everything he created was good. And then man sinned by disobeying God's command when Eve ate that fruit in Eden. Basically, they thought that they knew best and that they could figure out the rules for themselves and they could take it from here. If you have small children, do you notice how they disobey at such a young age? No one teaches them that. This rebellion is a part of that fall from Adam and Eve and it's basically a curse and God created us to have free will so unfortunately this is what they chose because God is so glorious perfect and just he cannot have a full relationship with a sinner as he intended Romans 6 23 says for the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord so hang on to this for a minute I'm going to take you through why the Bible is so important and why it's the living word of God throughout the Old Testament you will find that man is constantly sinning God gave them rules and the Ten Commandments to live by one of the ways they atoned for sins was to sacrifice a spotless lamb but of course they would sin again and have to do this over and over again God made sure that his commandments and rules would be followed by the Jewish people over time, and he preserved his words in the Jewish Torah over thousands of years. A few hundred years before Christ came, he let the prophets of the Old Testament know what he was going to do about the sin problem. They stated that God would send his son to save the world, and this was also preserved through time. Now when Jesus came, there were many 
Jewish people that did not like what he was teaching. The religious leaders of this time, they did not have a heart for what he was trying to do. A lot of the people misinterpreted the prophet's message that the Messiah would free the Jewish people from oppression, and specifically at that time, the Roman Empire that was ruling over them. But that was not God's plan. His plan was for Jew and non-Jewish people, also known as Gentiles, to be saved and to be a part of his kingdom. When Jesus was crucified, his last words before dismissing his spirit were, it is finished, meaning that he was fulfilling the prophecy that he would die. He would be the perfect lamb of God, the perfect sacrifice, to take on God's wrath for sin for everyone that believes in him. He was fully God and fully man. He was always there throughout time. Basically, he took the punishment that we all deserve. Now, we have all sinned. Every single one of us. Nobody is perfect. Even as young children, we lie, we dishonor our parents, and that is still a sin in God's eyes. No one is exempt here. God took it upon himself to solve that problem, to let us be in a full relationship with him, and when we are in a full relationship with him, the gifts that he gives with that are so amazing. One of the things that Jesus said before he descended into heaven was that I am going to send a friend to you as promised. That friend is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a third person in the Trinity. He is there to remind us that we are never alone. He dwells within us. He guides us. He protects us. He gives us peace when we dwell with him. And if you look up the fruit of the Spirit, that will help you understand what he does. Most of the world has heard John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And that's kind of it in a nutshell. We're all sinners. God solved that problem by sending Jesus. And he requires us to trust and believe that he is the Messiah and to make it known to others and to walk with him for the rest of our days. And I promise he will never fail you. We also must turn from our sin or in other words, repent. We walk differently than how we were before knowing Christ. And these testimonies should show how amazing and freeing his grace is. One of the most beautiful things that I'm learning is that God's promise for full redemption of all creation. He promises that all believers will live with him as first intended in Eden. He will wipe away all sin forever, no more tears, a new heaven, and a new earth forever. And you can find this in Revelation 21. I hope this helps make sense of what the gospel is. I encourage you to read the New Testament, maybe use the Bible app if you don't have a physical Bible, but there are tons of resources there to help you understand. Please get in the Word. There are a lot of Christians out there that are self-proclaiming that they have not read the Bible. I was one of them. I never touched it. I didn't get it. Now I cannot get enough of it. Another thing that is so important to realize is that you cannot gain salvation by doing good works. We cannot earn our way to heaven. The reasons why Christians do good things is because we are saved, not to be saved. So if you're stuck in that thought that you have to constantly redeem yourself, Jesus died for that. He is the one that did it. So because you're saved, you want to do good things, not the other way around. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, it is by grace that you've been saved through faith, not by works, lest any man should boast. Jesus also simplified things for us. Because there were so many rules, actually over 600 rules in the Jewish Torah, he simplified it with this. All of the commands are so simple. Love your Lord your God. Love other people as you do yourself. Thank you so much for listening, and I really hope this encouraged you to get in your Bible. If you have not read it in a while, reach out to a church maybe and get 
plugged in, it is so important to walk with others in this journey. We are not meant to be alone in our walk with Christ. I also want to leave you on this note. When you're reading the Bible, think of this. The entire Bible from start to finish is about Jesus. Read it with that perspective and I promise it will change your life. Psalms 105.1 says, Give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name, make known among the nations what he has done. I hope that these stories resonated with you. There is such a beautiful power in what Jesus can do in our lives. If you would like to share your testimony, you can email me at tellyourtestimonypod at gmail.com or you can find me on Instagram at tell me your testimony pod and reach out there if you enjoyed today's podcast all i ask is that you consider leaving a review as it helps the show get recommended to more people and of course i appreciate you sharing it with your friends as well thank you so much for being here and i'll be back to share more testimonies next week god bless